live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. All right, let's rock and roll again. Ladies and gentlemen, joined as always by my co-host, Jeffrey Wilson, the smartest man in the room. And I keep a lot of them in my rooms. Uh, Smart people. And Jeff is the smartest that I have found. So, Jeff, how you doing, buddy? I'm not even going to lie to you, champ. I am... uh... I am in a foul disposition this day, but I'm a professional, and we are going to power through. All right. All right. Well, look, man, just tune into the pineal gland, um, the all-seeing eye. Stay in touch with your creator and, and keep it calm during the show. How's that? I am. I am, bro. Just surrounded by, <laughs> surrounded by fucking TikToks, dude, and I just don't know how long I can handle it. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Uh, our our guest tonight, man, great guy, great friend, uh, guy from the Great White North, lives in Vancouver, British Columbia. A guy that is a, a stuntman, an actor, pro wrestler, uh, former MMA fighter, and of late, certainly quite the political pundit, I will say, uh, Paul Lazenby. Paul, how are you doing, buddy? I am absolutely to be honored, man. Thank you very, uh, thank you both for having me on. Yeah, and we've we've taken a long road to get here because. You know, you uh, uh, do you still have your your blog up and stuff that you write? No, um, I, I shut that down quite a while ago. Okay, okay. So way to do your homework um, there, champ. <laughs> what? Say that again? <laughs> I said way to do your homework there, champ. <laughs> no, no. Well, the the point is, it's very important though. Um, is that many many uh, years ago, um, I was dealing with a personal stalker. And Paul wrote an article about it on his uh, on his blog, and I contacted him and said, "Hey, here's what's going on." And then we became real good friends out of that. And then now, lo and behold, uh, we've been friends for how many years, Paul? Oh, damn, man, at least ten, at least longer than that. I mean, Wait, fifteen, I probably fifteen or seventeen years, I'm guessing. And that, uh, but um, yeah, go ahead. Made me very glad that I'm not. Uh, I don't have the philosophy of many quote unquote journalists of today because. You know, that incident involved somebody making some really damaging accusations about you. And I remember writing it as this is what I've heard and I'm looking into it to see if it's true. And then you contacted me directly and I got it straight from the horse's mouth. And of course, it all turned out to be bullshit. But I just remember thinking, man, if I was a dick and I just tried to go for the easy uh, clickbait sensationalist article, then I would have been an enemy out of Pat Militich. And that really would not have gone well for me. <laughs> That, that is kind of interesting, though, because that's true, man. That is so – I mean, I don't know exactly how long ago that was when that happened, but you're absolutely right, man. Most journalists just go for it might be true. Let's run it on the front page. You know what I mean? So good for yeah, you. They'll, they'll, uh... No, Paul, Paul, was, Paul, Paul was an honorable man, and he, he goes, wow, dude, okay, let me, let, me, uh, let me correct that shit. So it was, it was amazing, and we became really good friends, man. I hung out with him out there uh, – when I was out there for a UFC and that UFC, by the way, Paul was incredible because when I walked out of the back of the arena, because um, I'm trying to remember whether it was Crow cop on the card or who was on the card, yeah, Crow but Crow the Crow world Crow. cup soccer, the world cup soccer was going on at the time and millions of, I literally, it felt like millions of Croatians, uh, which a ton of them live in Vancouver, British Columbia. And I came out of the back of the arena to get in one of the vans to get taken back to the hotel and there was a 
I don't know, like 500 Croatians with Croatian flags doing a soccer chant with my name in it. And I went, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. It was beautiful. That's tremendous, man. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we got uh, very, very strong soccer fans in this city for sure. Soccer and rugby, we love those sports. Rugby is the shit, man. Rugby is the shit. That's so, really cool. Uh, so, Paul, look, man, you and I have been conversing on, you know, um, Twitter a little bit, uh, you know, just back and forth texting about all the stuff that's been going on with this economic collapse. Um, and, and I don't mention the, the pandemic because it is the camouflage jacket on top of it. Um, you know, I mean, give us your feel of what's going on in Canada because Trudeau is a fucking nut job, bro. I've never been a fan, to be honest. It's uh, I, From day one, I, I've always felt like he's just coasting on the momentum generated by his father's name. You know, his, his dad was prime minister back in the 70s and, and a very... Right like him or hate him, a very charismatic guy. And, and uh, you know, Justin's a, a wet lettuce by comparison, but he's got that last name and that lineage. And it's it's been pushing him forward when he really doesn't deserve to hold that office. So uh, as far as Vancouver in particular is concerned on the West Coast, we're kind of, we're lucky we kind of live in a bubble, you know, economically and, uh, and with regards to a lot of other issues, we're insulated from the worst of, of things that happen in the rest of Canada. And uh, the same thing has happened with the current situation right now. We, we are in a state of semi-lockdown, but there has been no real uh, draconian measure imposed uh, in the manner that it was in Michigan and, and places like that. Uh, it's, it's largely been self, um, self-isolation, and a lot of people are electing that you know, business shutting down of their own volition when they don't really have to, uh, which I think is unfortunately misguided, but... So far, we're not. Uh, we don't have the hammer of hearts drop on us like another person. When you say it's misguided, what do you, you what do, what do you mean by that? Well, this is all obviously a reaction to to the pandemic situation and the way it's being sold to the public. And uh, you know, I and I in no way want to minimize the impact that it's had on people who have lost family members to diseases related to the current current outbreak. But at the same time, now that the data is in, and you know, I've been paying very, very close attention to it because I work in the film and television industry, and that went into a state of complete shutdown. Yeah. So I'm out of a job for months. You know, I have no prospect of working. So I've been monitoring it to see you know, when this might clear up and, and paying very close attention to the stats. And, uh, you got an uh, echo going on. I think that's on. What's that? There was a feedback echo. I'm not, it wasn't you. I think Pat might be doing his Facebook Live. But no, it's interesting to use that term because that's very important. You weren't, you weren't. And initially, we were all following the models, which were complete horseshit. Now that we yeah. have the data, now we're actually able to have some real information that we can work with. Because before, you know, hundred thousand, and the next day, two hundred fifty thousand, gonna, be, you know, all of it was just absolute nonsense. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the stats from three days ago, uh, according to the BC Center of Disease Control. And uh, they're, they're, as of three days ago, we've had a total of 407 people hospitalized with a median age of 69 years. That's total across a province of 5 million people. Right. We've currently got less than 90 people in hospital, less than 41 of those in ICU. Uh, total dead is 85, and the median age of people who have died from what is being called COVID or COVID-related problems is 85 years old. Um, now, again, I'm not minimizing no, any of the damage what, yeah. done uh, medically, but at the same time, 
this does not indicate a problem of the magnitude that you would need to justify completely crippling the economy of British Columbia and putting people out of work. And the world, the world, bro. I mean, this is a shutdown of the planet. I mean, and that's, I, I just, yeah. I really can't even believe it because like you said, none of it, none of it makes sense. None of it adds up and what they're doing. I mean, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me, dude. And like I said, I'm in a bad mood today just because I've, I watched a video the other day of the, the mom in Idaho got arrested for taking her kids to the park. You know, oh, man, we've got some stories in Canada, man. A, a gentleman in Calgary was fined $1,200 for feeding the homeless. Uh, we've got a 72-year-old retiree in Sarnia, Ontario, who was fined $880 for walking his dog late at night in an empty parking lot. And when he went public about that, the cop showed up at his house a few days later and said, it's now $1,205. Wow. There's yeah. an echo again. Um, but no, and I think it's important, man. I mean, it's almost, I think, obviously a part of the conversation. What's the nature of this virus? Is it real? Is it exosomes, et cetera, et cetera? But it's almost, again, like you said, not to minimize in any way, shape, or form people who are going through this, but like Pat said in the beginning, how this is being used as cover for a, a change in all of our lives that are just like beyond the scope of imagination from socially to politically to economically, you know, in their, you know, food supplies being shut down. They're shut down Tyson and the producers of pork and chicken and beef. I mean, people are talking, you know, online, who knows if it's real, but we'll see worldwide food, you know, famine from all of this. It really does seem to be, uh, I mean, there is, there's a strong control element of it. We've gotten people to stop, People are scared to be within six feet of one another now. It's people insane. are scared to shake hands. You know, people, <laughs> it's not people funny. Are, and it, it, it just it, it kind of almost smacks of Stockholm syndrome to me. It is, bro. It is. I'll look on Twitter and I'll see somebody who they've got two tweets, one on top of the other. And the first one is expressing anger at Justin Trudeau because there have been no measures taken to bail out mom and pop businesses that are dying by the by the dozen and people saying look my my store is going to go out of business what are you doing to help me and that same person in the very next tweet will be hashtagging covid and stay home save lives and and maligning people who are protesting the lockdown not even realizing they're fighting for the right to lay their own neck across the chopping block i, I mean the the numbers do not justify what's right. being done to cripple the population financially. And, and it's, it, it's just dumbfounding that now that the data is out there, yeah. uh, it just me that more people aren't catching on and realizing that we've been had. Well, it even, you know, yeah, it, the, is, I'm sorry, go ahead. Pat. It, this is, no, no, it's fine. This is, this has been out there for a long, long time. People don't realize COVID-19 has been around for a long time. And, uh, wow, man, just walking around Iowa, you know, is the nicest people in the world. And when I go to the grocery store and look at them now, they look at me like I am an <laughs> alien. And they look at everyone else like they're aliens. And it's so surreal. It's like the Truman Show yeah. with uh, with with um, Jim, Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey, man. The Truman Show. It's like everybody uh, has to be Truman at some point and realize that that, that dome above us is fake. Um, look, yes, people are dying. But this thing, um, man, and if you look back, I had, I'm just going to say this, and this will throw a curveball at you. Jeff, you're going to freak on. Had one of my intelligence buddies, and this guy, this guy's a powerful dude. Uh, he's in business with some former master intels 
uh, of uh, or chief master chiefs of Intel in the United States, and those are the top dogs. So these guys are the these guys are the heavy hitters of the Intel world. And he said they had actionable intelligence on why they killed the Iranian general, that the Iranian general uh, was part of this whole thing, and he died not long before this whole thing went down. Remember that. Um, keep that in mind. And if you remember which administration sent $150 billion pallets of cash uh, to the Iranian um, government, keep all that in mind. So the Iranians and Chinese, we know, are good friends. And then we know the deep state um, folks that were in in uh, the last administration and still, unfortunately, uh, speckled throughout our uh, bureaucratic um, departments, uh, you got to you got to say to yourself, uh, there's some funky business going on, bro. Yeah, I, I I can't really argue. You know, it just it it, it baffles me. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now. I should have had this ready, but the uh, the press conference with the two doctors in California, uh, who spent an hour, uh, three or oh, four they days. destroyed the media's questions, right? Oh my! It, it was so great because neither one of them took debate. You could tell they were getting angry and justifiably so, answering the same questions three or four times and dealing with the hostility. But they were just right. picking challenges out of the air like clay pigeons with pure data, and they did it for a solid hour. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try to find that for for your listeners to look up if they haven't seen it. But with that one well, video being out there, well, you should you should play it on your microphone, uh, or, or we need to put together snippets of it. Where they destroy every fact that we'll just add the link. We'll the add the link into the description of, of this episode on uh, on all of our yeah. all of our stuff, so you can yeah. just check it out. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah I mean, one resource should be enough to, to shoot this whole thing down if people would just be critical thinkers. But yeah, right. yeah, that's laughable. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Even in the beginning, they're like, "Hey, the N95 mask, the, the 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 virus itself is smaller than the pores on your N95 mask." But everyone run out and get masks anyway. To the point where like they're wearing N95 masks now. They're doing bandanas now. They're doing makeshift shit. They said it doesn't fucking work. But yet, like you said, Pat, you go into the store and people look at you like you got a third eye because. You're not bandaged up. You're not freaking walking around in a hazmat. I laugh because, dude, I laugh because I was at the grocery store today, and there's people all around me wearing friggin' uh, masks and bandanas like you talk about, and I go, uh, you know, I I look at my wife and I go, man, I go, I had uh, uh, like 103 temperature last night, and, and I, I just don't feel right. <laughs> and just watch them scurry out of the aisle at the grocery store. It was fucking classic. Just and I'm sorry. Look, I know there's people that have lost loved ones, man. Uh, Wes Gillum, a uh, good friend of ours, who's uh, you know former special forces uh, helicopter pilot. His mother passed from this, so I'm I'm in no way um, downplaying this because yes, people. And I would elderly. have to ask Wes. And I mean, I'm not even disrespectful. I'm sorry he lost his mother. He's a friend of the show, and I see him all the time on the book. Was she sick? Did she have other stuff going on? Because, well, she was she was quite a bit older, obviously. And well, and, that's uh, obviously this way more effective on yeah older people. But yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely sad. It's super. I mean, that's they're pulling on our heartstrings. We know people are they they know we know people are are dying, even though it's not the numbers they're saying. But this is 
and I, I'm trying to pull my punches, but I almost don't give a fuck anymore. This is fucking dog training, ladies and gentlemen. They are seeing how much we put up with. I, I was at the Schnucks grocery store the other day, and they yeah. created this little, you know, like the switchbacks at at, uh, at Six Flags. You got to go through this and this, back and forth, oh, back yeah. and forth. It was yeah. almost like that, just to check out to get fucking groceries. And then every six feet, they had the little hexagon down, six feet, six feet. I mean, dude, this is this is seriously... Social engineering's are the social engineers are just wardrobe changing because they're just coming on themselves, just extrapolating this data of how their fear based conditioning is just mind fucking. Not just the United States, dude. This is global. It's so beyond the virus, guys. Again, I have to disclaim it, like my man did a second ago. It sucks that people are dying and suffering from this, but this is being used as cover. That's something that's going to last. Dana White said there's not going to be any UFC events with fans anytime soon. And that's just one. They're talking about possibly canceling the NCAA football season this year. The game has changed, man. It has changed forever. It's, it's, it's insane. If people, if people actually in mass allow the authoritarians to do this to us, and Paul, please give us your feedback on this. If people actually allow the authoritarians to dictate to us that we can't go out in public, we can't open restaurants, we can't open bars, we can't, you know, go to sporting events, we can't do this. The game is over, man. You might as well just go out in your backyard and uh, take take a bunch of quaaludes and, and drink like three bottles of whiskey and off yourself because you're fucking giving up. Well, and, and, and to, to piggyback on that, Paul, when you answer this, not only are they setting those parameters that you can't, you know, you may not be able to come back, but if you do, you got to have this gold star whatever is on certain licenses or this band that they're having to show the gold star sounds familiar doesn't it yeah it certainly does oh. you you have to have some record <laughs> some certificate that yeah. says you can participate in public dude thoughts man craziness yeah it, it, it's it really is chilling and um i what bothers me is that uh people have been drawn along they, they made this tribal they were very smart in that respect they made yes. it tribal the, the banging pots and pans at 7 p.m. at shift change for healthcare workers. I have the greatest of appreciation for healthcare workers. Pat, you and I both, and I, I'm sure maybe all three of us, have had great need of them at certain times after a drunken sure. brawl. Yeah. I'm glad they're there, and they're doing valuable work, and I'm not saying that there aren't people who are being worked to death in hospitals right now. Right. With that being said, they've got the population out there feeling righteous. I'm on the, the, I'm in the army of God. I'm on the side of the angels, and I'm banging my pots and pans, yeah. and I'm supporting the right side. And if you're not with me, you're against me, yes. and you're fighting against the cause. And I saw this. I mentioned you gentlemen before. I lost my wife to cancer, and during the process of that, I saw all the horrible, disgusting flaws in the way cancer is treated and funded and right. researched. And I could not believe the resistance I got when I would just put the facts in front of people and how angry they'd get because insecure people – need to feel righteous and right now they've made everybody insecure but they've said look what well, daddy government's going to protect you all the other people are doing it all the cool kids are doing it get on the right side and bang your pots and pans <laughs> and buy into this myth that you're all this the new black plague is coming but we're going to save you just shut your business down give us all your money you know sacrifice your children's future and and don't ask any questions and, and i think yeah, the larger that's, extension that's, of- it's a it's a it, 
Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. No, I'm just saying the larger function of that, like you just said, you lionize these healthcare workers. God love them. They are on the front lines, whether it's a plague or a pandemic or normally, man. Those guys have hard jobs. But they're going to use that kind of psychology. So when they roll out these vaccines, yeah. oh, wait a minute. You don't want to question these healthcare workers who saved everybody's lives, do you? Uh, it's like right. asking questions and, and somebody saying, well, then you hate the troops. Yes. Well, maybe and, uh, you know, maybe the government's oppressing me this way, and you're you're equating it to me hating the military that's defending my country. Well, that's I, not the same thing. And I don't hate the healthcare workers because I'm asking questions, but I also know a lot of healthcare workers who have boring shifts. I was told by one, it's a very good time to break your arm in Vancouver right now because you'll get right in. A transplant. Yeah, yeah. I told a friend of mine, we are sending organs down to the United States to keep them from being wasted because he hasn't worked in a month. Our healthcare system has always been in, extremely comfortably dealing with COVID-related stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, and I'm glad you brought up the 9/11 aspect. And I'm just like a little tidbit here because I think this is a part of the conditioning as well. You are absolutely right. After 9/11, regardless of what happened, they almost they not weaponized, but uh, yeah, they almost weaponized like our nationalism and our Americana. The def- Defense Department got contracts with the NFL to run, join the military during during uh, football games, and you know they they played on these young men and women's fervor for to get back at these assholes who did this and their nationalism. You ask a lot of those people now who went in there based off that first impulse that they realized you know it wasn't always what they you know what they presented it to be the war the war on terror etc but again right. going back to how they lionized the military who were fucking awesome don't get me wrong that's the same kind of psychology they're now using for healthcare workers because like again you're not you're not against the healthcare workers are you yeah if challenging somebody's argument means i'm against the healthcare workers well then it's going to make me not want to argue, and it, it, which is ridiculous. I'm not against healthcare workers at all. Of course, I'm against being lied to about a health a health situation that is nowhere near as serious as we're being told, and we're dealing with it in a way that's crippling everybody in the country and, and everybody in your country. Oh, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. And Wes Wes is watching, and he did get back to me, and he said um, his mother's 87. She was 87 years old. He, he, in his words, quote, this just finished her off. She lived a long life. Um, so she was 87 passed away from this and look, it hit me hard in January. I can understand why an 87 year old would pass away from it because it was friggin', it, it was rough. It was rough, but ultimately, man, this is not about a virus. This yeah. is about the future of our children and the freedoms that they should be allowed to enjoy. And that's why I'm fighting so hard. And Jeff is fighting so hard. And Paul, I don't know if you have children or not, but either way, we, we're, we're patriots um, for for national sovereignty, personal sovereignty, most of all, and that we have to stand up against all of this tyranny and all of these bullshit rules that, look, they just extended from May 1st to May 15th uh, the governor here in Iowa, uh, in certain counties, my county included, uh, that businesses can't reopen until May 15th. I say to everybody, fuck the governor, open your business, and let's get back to starting the machine back up so they can't blame the economic collapse on a virus that was most likely lab-created. Yeah, I, I just wish people would do their own homework instead of letting their heartstrings be plucked because that's where all this is coming from. You know, if you would just look at that one video that we've referred to, and, and I'm glad you guys are linking it, then anybody's going to be outraged that we're even in this situation instead of 
everything you see in the media now is one individual case of somebody who got real sick. I saw one of a, a four-year-old boy, and it was all full of videos of the poor little guy, and, and, and it was a horrible thing to see. He's coughing, and he's got a ventilator on. He's telling his mom he can't go on anymore. And it's a long list of just a long horror story as you read through this with all the video and the text. I got to the very bottom, and there was a very brief mention at the very base of that article that he made a full recovery. Wow. And that thing is why we are where we are, because people are buying into that instead of saying, well, okay, that's awful. I don't like seeing sick children at all. Nobody does. But let's look at the broad spectrum of it and see if it's affecting the entire population in a way that justifies what we're all going through. And it's not. It's it's like no, one of those old uh, those old like two in the morning Sarah McLaughlin commercials about you know pets being fucked over, which sucks that pets are fucked over. But they use that like slow piano. Yes. You know, yeah. It's yeah. They totally it's all mind fuck with that. I've been seeing all these commercials as tough as the time we're having here in the U.S. Bloom, bloom. I mean, they just like Ugh, it's gross, man. Yeah. It's gross. But again, man, it, it, the milk and cookie shit is over right now, guys. And I know I'm probably I, we're all probably thinking the same thing as we see this. No, play out. Let it, let, I think you should light into people who are new listeners who have not believed what we've been saying for the past five well, years even, and, and talk about the class time, study time, and now the test. Yeah, no, it is, this is the test now, ladies and gentlemen. Study fucking hall is over. No more. I'm going over to fucking Bobby's house. We got to practice for the midterm. This is not even the midterm. This is the final fucking exam. And it, you, it is eugenics, man. This is a eugenics operation through and through. As much as we want to maybe argue about right, left, where the virus came from, they're talking about global fucking famine, dude. The food supply shutting down. Oh, and the, India, millions, millions the, are starving right absolutely. now Absolutely. The dollar is on its last leg. They gave you your 1200 to keep you fucking quiet. That shit is about yeah. to straight collapse. No food, social unrest, and again, I'm not saying we're talking Georgia Guidestone numbers, but we've said this many times before even Corona hit. They need this reset to happen. They need to get rid of the old to bring in the new. The new? God damn. My co-host sent me and posted for everyone to see a train of lights in the fucking sky. That is Elon Musk's Internet of Things smart grid going up right in front of our face. With the long term being what we talked about, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, your digital ID 2020, or whatever that's called, the, the Bill Gates thing. This is so next level. And again, we can talk about where the virus came from and needs social implications, et cetera. But we're talking, this is going to affect the next 10, 20, 30 years of all of our lives. This is the legacy we are leaving our kids. It's not a matter of if. Yeah. And we've talked about it. We've let shits. I was asking myself today is like, and I get it, it was a rhetorical question myself. How the fuck did we get here? We've let this slide for way too long, even before my the life. Patriot Act, the, pa- the Patriot Act will keep us safe, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when you can. Wait, we, when, need the, we need the NDAA. Yes. We need that. We need to be able to, to indefinitely detain and hold. Um, American citizens, and we need to legalize propaganda for the media. I mean, it's very important for yeah. us to be able to pull off our agenda to do that. <laughs> I mean, come on, Jeff. Yeah, man. Yeah. So again, we all have to be responsible for the choices we make. I'm not advocating necessarily. I mean, I don't even know who do you fight back against necessarily. For me, it's a con. It's an awareness, a consciousness, an awakening. Information is going to hopefully make us think on a different level because the only reason this machine works is because we fucking participate in it. Bitch looks at me sideways when I don't have my mask on and she's got her gloves on and she's in her hazmat suit and when I don't, like you said, Pat, <laughs> she looks at me like I'm fucking. I'm crazy. No, we're not crazy. You know what I mean? Again, yeah, peace and blessings yeah, to everybody yeah. affected by this, but this has gone 
This has gone far the fuck enough, dude. Gone far One thing the fuck that enough. I, I take heart in is that here in Vancouver, you know, the, the the stereotype of the polite Canadian really is firmly rooted in fact, and you know, we are we are less likely on the whole uh, to uh, make waves as quickly as say, and stand up and say no, f you, I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know, Americans tend to be a little bit quicker off the mark than we are. Uh, but even with that in mind, and even with the the laid back West Coast attitude that Vancouver has. We've had small protests already. We've had small groups of people marching up the streets and protesting the lockdown. And of course, they're being vilified online. But that that gives me hope is that we've got some critical thinkers here. We've got some people who see what's really going on and who, who are chilled by the fact that, you know, you don't get stuff back. You know, a, a good example I make on a very minor right. scale, before we had the Olympics here in 2010, they took the parking meters that usually were uh, were free after 8 p.m. Street parking was free. They said, we're going to extend the parking meters to 10, just those extra two hours. We need the money for the Olympics, then we'll pull it back to eight after the Olympics are over. Of course, it didn't happen. It's still 10 p.m. expiry on a grand. But but, but, but wait a minute. Hold hold on, Paul. Paul, hold on for one second. Uh, Sorry to cut you off, but this is important. When I watched the opening of the the Olympics up there, I just want to know. I had one question during that that whole open that they did. Um, Paul, which tribe are you from? (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a visitor um, <laughs> my wife is french canadian and her and her mom were on the phone going which tribe are we from <laughs> I, dude my dad's from english and my mom's hungarian so uh anybody so, who is legitimately from a tribe out here has a has a definite beef with me if we start like, talking about land rights and who belongs to here <laughs> that was my whole point bro yep <clears throat> yeah so go ahead continue i apologize Oh, no, no, no problem. That, that was basically it. It's just like you, you don't get things back. Once the government sees that you're willing to give something up, that's yes. in their pocket, and you don't get it back again. And that's what we're doing with our rights right now. Well, and believe me, man, and again, these guys, these social engineers, they've been extracting data on us forever, and that's exactly what we're, they're doing right now. They're watching our digital habits. Oh, here's your $1,200. They're, if you're paying things through your debit or credit card, they're seeing your buying habits. There's, data is the new oil now because, again, as we move from this resource-based economy to an energy-based economy, it's all going to be about knowing us, knowing our habits. You know, when you talk about something and you go on your phone or your timeline and then there it is being advertised. I did it last night. I was talking about fucking RVs last night and I go on my timeline and I'm getting hit with freaking RV commercials because they were listening to it through my goddamn phone. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it and we're really just going to sp- see more of that. And we're just going to see freaking more of it. And we're going into it and we're just, I'm sorry, dude. We, we're just asking for it. We're not critically. Jeffrey, think- Jeffrey, Jeffrey, let him. He, he's trying to answer you. You're you're going you're 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 um you're raging you're raging I get it you're in a bad mood but that's our bro. <laughs> that was a, Pat. I, I sent you something earlier, Pat, about what's going on in China right now with the, as far as surveillance is concerned, where you can't get away yeah. from in certain places, and and that's where we're headed. And it, I, it really scares me when I hear people here say. Ah, well, you know, Bill Gates wants, you know, vaccine mapping and, and he wants immunity passports. And he wants us to get chipped. But it's for our health. I, I would really I would make I would give up that little bit of freedom for my health. Well, where do you think that's leading? You know, in, right. in China, the technology isn't just facial recognition. It's body scanning. That includes yeah. your pulse rate. They can only find you. They can tell how fast your heart is beating and, and figure out whether or not you're lying to them. You know, this yeah. is some serious dystopian stuff we're moving into. Uh, they're suggesting not only giving up our rights, but now once our rights are given up, then it's, we're giving up our bodies. And uh, you know, get this vaccine in you, get this chip in you, and then all of a sudden, 
everything we do and say is monitored. And, and if it's not to the approval of the people who are running the show, we're in a really bad spot. And, and if people back to again, the Truman if, show back to the yeah, Truman show, exactly. Bro. And then, you know, as we move into this AI, the, the, the next, you know, the next evolution, the Internet of Things, all of that, you got people like our attorney general, Bob Barr, introducing technology called Deep, the disruption of early engagement program, which is essentially pre-crime technology, just like your red flag laws. We're slowly being yeah. led down this primrose path that just completely we've already seen it, dude. They've just stripped away our constitutional human civil rights. And we've gone for it. So now when we try to invoke it later on down the line, they're going to be like, no, I don't fucking think so, dude. Remember when you took it in the ass for those few months we told you not to leave and you thought you had rights, but they were really just permissions and we took them. You didn't really have shit. Right. And most people didn't stand up for it. I mean, you have some people who are, but it's like, again, who do you fight? But again, like Pat's saying, these these are our, our, our motions of protest are essentially being open up your fucking business, dude. The numbers aren't adding up. You're not holding me, my livelihood well, hostage anymore. And let me give let me give a uh, a blueprint of how to open up your business. Now I understand they will threaten your business, uh, whether it's an alcohol license, uh, uh, you know, whatever county, um, you know, cleanliness uh, code meeting, everything else. But at some point, everybody needs to open their businesses, and those that do need to have enough friends and enough customers that will show up. And create a human chain and everybody just look, uh, there's people inside eating and drinking and doing whatever they're doing. Um, but there needs to be a human chain outside that blocks entry to anyone from the government, law enforcement, anyone else. And they will not let them in, period. They cannot get in. And then when people inside are done drinking and eating or want to want to you know go back and forth, go out and. And, uh, and take a place in the chain and let them go inside and do what do what they want to do and have fun and eat some eat well, some hot wings. What if wings they try to come and, in and don't identify themselves as government people though? The little infiltration. Well, hey, let them. But if if they try and shut it down, everybody kicks the shit out of them. How's that? <laughs> How's that work? How's that work for you? We'll drag your ass out to the parking lot and throw you on the hood of your fucking car because that's what this has to come to. At some point, Americans need to wake the fuck up, and Canadians, and everyone worldwide, yes. and wake up. Because, um, look, this is not about me. This is not about either one of you guys. This is not about our rights. This is about our kids' rights, and future Americans and Canadians' rights. And that's what this is about. So at some point, you need to tell the government to kiss your ass and do what you're supposed to do, which is enjoy freedom and by the way, that is our constitutional right here in the United States. Pursuit of happiness, brother. Pursuit of and, happiness. And, and believe me, I am with you. Lock, stop, bro. And I don't mean to say but, but, but when you have the masses mindfuck through this Mockingbird media and these, these, this mainstream media nonsense to the point where a guy could be arrested, a guy could be arrested surfing. Can I finish? Can I finish? Or a mom getting arrested with her (laughs) daughter to the point where I don't know if you saw this. So this mom who got arrested with her daughter in Idaho, they want, she wound up getting bailed out in Ammon Bundy who went through that whole land right thing and who's I, I, yeah. one of their relatives wanted getting killed shows up with her in a group of people at the cop's house. 
They went yeah. to the cop's house. And again, not advocating violence or maybe going to accosting police officers, but you're right. You're only not going to be able to push people so long when it's not adding up. I said to a friend earlier, I don't wish bodies were dropping left and right, but it would at least make more sense than what's happening right now. None of this makes sense, dude. When I was listening to somebody talk about the small businesses, people who've been in business for like 30, 40, 50, even longer years that are just gone now. They, their retirement's gone now. Their business is gone now. They plan on handing it down to the family members. It's yep. just gone. While these corporations, these banks get trillions of dollars to buy up this shit at bargain basement prices. It's yeah. insane, bro. So it's not even yeah, about so, is tyranny here or is it coming? It's fucking here, dude. So I want I want I want to make this statement and listen, um, I've trained law enforcement for twenty five years. I love the law enforcement that I've worked with over the years, many of them, all of them um, that I've worked with, great people. Um, they put themselves in harm's way every day, number one. I want to get that get that straight. Military, I love them all. Uh, all the people that I've dealt with, I've trained thousands upon thousands of them. So get that straight. I am a patriot. I believe in law enforcement. I love law enforcement and our military because those people have very stressful, horrible jobs. Um, they don't get paid enough to do it. But I will say this, at, at, at uh, some point, people need to pull their friends who are law enforcement aside and talk to them and, and just say, hey, bro, um, are, are, are we really going to enforce these laws? Are you really going to show up and so-called, quote, unquote, do your job, air finger quotes um, being thrown up? Are you really going to do your job when it comes to this? And many, many law enforcement officers, the vast majority, are actually not doing it. They're not doing it. So that is a that is a, a comforting feeling. Yes. Um, that th- that they have read the Constitution. They do understand constitutional rights, and that's very important. And I'll be honest with you on this also. And Paul, you can chime in on this. Um, I feel that at some point uh, things could potentially get so bad that we may have military takeovers, as it happened in Thailand not that long ago. We may have a military takeover of Canada or a military takeover of the United States where they go, you assholes in suits, you attorneys have gone too far, and it's time to take this back. Well, it, um, I'm concerned because I, I've been seeing military moves going back quite a ways. I mean, I, I think about a month ago, uh, a friend of mine sent me a, a shot from Florida, and it was just a, a tank transport train, and you couldn't see the end of it. It was just just a solid line of tanks all bound for California. I called uh, our mutual friend uh, Jeff Osborne, Pat, uh, and yeah, he said, yeah. Indiana. He said, "Oh, dude, we got like a hundred Humvees on their way out to California right now. They're, they're yeah. the military shipping them out. So military moves are already being made. You know, this could already be in play." When that's what I was wondering too. As much as they want to say things could roll back here in a couple of weeks, we've been hearing for weeks that military has been put in place, National Guard and even Marines. They didn't do that just to pull back a couple weeks later because their models were fucked up. Something's coming. It's entirely possible, you know, and it's uh, like I said, we're kind of insulated up here. I I pay a lot of close attention to what happens down in your country because, you know, we I I think he's a foolish man who doesn't understand that the fortunes of Canada are directly tied to those of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Why I love the U.S. military as much as I love ours, because you guys are inadvertently fighting for us, too. But, um, you know, what happens down there will have an echo effect up here very quickly. And sure. uh, so it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just as concerned as you guys are because, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to feel safe and insulated here in Vancouver, especially in Canada generally and Vancouver specifically. 
But, uh, you know, pay attention to the states because that's what's coming up here. Yeah, and think, think about what's what's think about what the kids are going through by seeing the news, by dealing with this. Um, and certainly my kids, you know, um, when when I'm the one that has been reading this stuff and Jeff and I have been covering this stuff, for, uh, we saw through this from day one that this was an economic because the Deutsche Bank and Wells Fargo's of the world uh, stocks were were absolutely collapsing for the past year and a half, and and I was screaming it from the rooftops. And you know, even I, I mean, um, my kids got inheritance money um, from a relative who passed away. I said, I'm just going to say this. I I told my wife when you go talk to the financial uh, investor, put this in the stock market because the stock market is going to collapse in in the spring of 2020. Do not put it in the fucking stock market. Not. She actually listened and did not. Um, we get these we get these tidbits of of truth uh, from people who are very educated, who know what's going on behind the scenes, and that's that's something that's very important. But um, what I'm saying is, is that the children are being impacted by this shit in a horrible way. And most of them have parents, unfortunately, that are biting on the virus part of it and not the economic collapse part of it, and they're believing it. Very true. And it trickles down from there in, in the family, in the household, yeah. What are your thoughts there, bro? I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, as, as, uh, you have to discard the idea that this is about saving lives. Uh, and uh, just uh, very much like a lot of the cancer arguments I've had, you know, yeah. when people get emotionally invested, then they will hold you to whatever whatever actual solution you offer them, which makes a lot more sense than what they're talking about. They will attack you with, well, it doesn't save everybody. You know, you, you're going to lose a few people. Well, yeah, we're going to lose a few people no matter what. And it sucks, but that's the way things work. Diseases take people right. out. And in this case, shooting down the path that we're supposed to be taking saying, don't go down that path because we might lose a few people along the way. Well, we're going to lose a lot more people going down the path that we're currently headed down. Absolutely. Uh, not just from the disease. It's from, you know, from alcoholism, from domestic violence, from mental illness, suicide, everything. Yeah. So it, uh, it, it really is. We need a course correction and we need it fast. And the coroners are busy. Uh, the, the, the folks at the funeral homes are very busy because they're going to pick up bodies at homes. The hospitals are not busy because people aren't out driving. They're not out working and getting hurt. They're not out doing the normal things. But the coroners are very busy, and they're picking up a lot of bodies at people's houses because people are offing themselves. Well, and they're laying off. They're furloughing employees in hospitals left and right. That big white ship, the Serenity or whatever it was called, it left New York. Like It just yeah. nothing yeah. met the hype. Yeah, well, you yeah. probably heard about the military, the military hospital, the tent hospital in Seattle that they set up because they were expecting a huge influx of COVID cases, and this was going to deal with the overflow. And that hospital sat empty for nine days, and then they took it down without seeing a single patient. Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's everywhere. Our own mayor said that the entire Quad Cities, which is roughly over a half million people. Um, they set up all those uh, reception areas, the the lines, the tents outside uh, to do the testing. For the Nobody surge, showed up. for the surge that they anticipated, 
And you know why? You know why? Because everybody already had it in December, December and January and February. It had already run its course. This is all bullshit. Well, and again, when you got freaking, uh, I don't know why I always fuck with Fauci. When he says in the New England Journal of Medicine in February or whatever, no, this is this is the fucking hyped up flu. I mean, he said it in his own joint and then goes out publicly and then scares the shit out of everybody. The, the New England Journal of Medicine isn't the inquire. Like, this is where all those, you know, peer-reviewed stuff goes. And he even said it in there while this was going on that this was nothing. That's almost kind of the absurdity how they invert reality once again. The guy who's leading the charge against being so freaked out said it was really nothing to freak out about. And the problem with peer reviews is they're reviews by your peers. <laughs> well, hopefully a little bit smarter than me, but you right. never know anymore. But my 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 neighbor, who's a, a nurse, uh, will I'll just say that um, agrees literally with everything we've been saying. And she goes, "This is a crock of shit." And we've gotten messages, Jeff and I, uh, nurses from all over the country that are saying, and doctors and a lot of medical professionals who are saying the exact same thing. This is a crock of shit. Yes, it is a virus. Yes, if you're elderly or have um, serious underlying issues physically, um, it, it could kill you. Absolutely could kill you. But no more. I mean, last year's flu killed 80,000 people. We're at 40-some thousand right now after eight months of it being in the United States. So let's be honest here. This is nowhere near as bad as the flu. Well, and you never know how much of it of it's legit when they said Deborah Burks from the podium said, yeah, we just flubbed, not flubbed the numbers. She didn't say that. But it was like, if you died from asthma, pneumonia or whatever, and you had COVID, we attribute it to a COVID death. So they're just absolutely, I would say manipulating. Yeah, they are kind of manipulating, but they're definitely hyping the numbers. Just oh, yeah, based off their eyeball diagnosis. Yeah, you, you can be in hospice. You're in hospice with a week to live. You died of COVID-19. Well, and even the test, dude, the test, there is no test for the actual virus. They're actually testing for this, like, RNA kind of genetic material, this, this sequence that they found in there. And it's just, again. Well, one thing that, one, one glaring omission I'm seeing on the BC Center for Disease Control reports is that there is no stat for comorbidities, which means other conditions that are existing in the patient, uh, in the body of a patient who they say died from COVID or COVID complications, meaning you can have cancer, you could have diabetes, you could have right. heart disease. And the actual stats report that over 90% of people who die, quote unquote, from COVID had comorbidities, had yeah. other health factors in play. Well, and even yeah. those tests, man, the tests are so faulty. They're giving like 80% plus false positives. Because, again, there's no real test for the actual virus. And like you said, they're just attributing everything to it, man. It's such a fucking hustle, man. And an obvious one. Like any critical An obvious one. So many times on a wear a mask, don't wear a mask, do this, don't go to the hospital, don't go to the hospital. It's so easy to see through. But people get emotionally tied and they shut their brains off. That needs to stop. Well, and 80% of – here's the thing. When (laughs) – this is the incredible thing, dude. Uh, when 80% of people put on respirators were killed, and then you've got medical professionals screaming from the rooftop saying, these people do not, respirators are used for people with weak breathing muscles, with the COPD, with, with all these other things. Their breathing muscles have been weakened, everything else. They're saying, do not put these people on respirators. You are you are literally killing them. And 80 to 85% of those on respirators have absolutely died, and that is a fact. 
So that's that's something that you know you know exhibit A that that it's it's all bullshit um, information that's coming out from the medical community. But on top of that, here's what my concern is, and people need to wake up to this and understand this before you get in that line for that vaccine. That I'm willing to bet, and I'll bet you a lot of money. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. I'll bet you the mortgage on my house that the COVID twenty um, virus will be in the COVID-19 vaccine that they will absolutely get people sicker from that and certainly get tested for the antibodies before you ever even get in that line because the antibodies are certainly there in tens of millions of Americans. Yeah, that that antibody test is going to be popular as hell because I've I've talked to Well, you got to get with the right people. I mean, uh, and not to cut you off, Paul, because I want to talk but here's the thing. I've got a good friend uh, who runs ACI Medicine, Sean Snyder. And for anybody that lives in the Quad Cities, look up ACI Medicine and get your ass there because that guy has blood tests that will literally cure every ailment you've got. He is so thorough and so good. He works with tons of professional athletes and all kinds of professional uh, uh, business people and everything. Uh, he, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. But get with somebody that you trust with a test that you trust for somebody to give you honest feedback on whether you have antibodies or not, because many times um, these these tests are faulty and they come back and they go, yeah, you don't have the antibodies. And then you get the vaccine when you had the antibodies and then it gets you sick. Or can- Hello, do we lose Pat? Yeah, he, he's breaking up a little bit. Yeah, no, but that, that's exactly. I mean, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, according to some reports, man, they've been testing a lot of these vaccines and some of their some of their uh, ill-gotten stuff down in Africa and South America, et cetera. You know, there's reports of, you know, what they did in uh, inoculating a village of smallpox in Africa, and then a whole bunch of them got it. But, um, you know, another another thing about how this has just gone so absurd, and I, was, I wrote this down, I didn't want to forget it, along with the mother being uh, arrested playing with her daughter in a park, they, um, even though we know certain municipalities are letting criminals out of jail because of COVID, they're arresting moms at the park, even though she didn't go to jail. But yeah, bro, there was there was a there was a raid on a doctor's office. Uh, I think it was in Michigan. I think I saw this from you, Pat. They were they were administering yeah. vitamin C, and the FBI and the D, the Department of Health and Human Services, comes in because they're administering something they do normally to fight infection and keep your immune system strong. Uh, and, and they cited they said that they were scared of overdosing people. Do you know how difficult it is to overdose to on vitamin C? <laughs> and when you do, what happens? You get rumble guts, and you might get the shit. <laughs> That's a worst case scenario with a, an unbelievable egregious megadose. We walked in, and he was freebasing orange peels, so we had to take him to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are they thinking's happening? But I mean, again, that's fucking. I mean, that happened, guys. 2020 in America that happened and again with the lady yes, getting arrested or the guy getting arrested surfing we can't pull this back we'll never be able to unsee or undo that kind of shit yeah, I, I, we are I the can't... land of the free and the home of the brave but dude we got to check this in at some point if we're going to still lament ourselves for being the freest country in the world which we are but I mean dude can you imagine what the founding fathers who went to war over taxes are doing launching this shit? I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I, I'm not disagreeing, man. It's uh, 
you know, Canada had a, a, a much more polite breakup with England than you guys did. But uh, we're still <laughs> supposed to be an independent country. We're supposed to be uh, independent people. You know, we're still supposed to have a measure of freedom in this country. And, um, you know, in, and, and in fact, you know, Canada is known for bending over backward to accommodate people who move here. Um, you know, there's different schools of thought on how far we should have gone in that direction. But that's another conversation. But the bottom line is we are supposed to have say over what we what we do and the way we live our lives. And that's been taken away from us, just like it's being yeah. taken away from you down there. And that is flat out wrong. And I don't care how you justify it or what disease you use to justify it. And in this case, the disease they're using does not justify moving it. forward though how do we rationalize it of course it's a little different there but life liberty and pursuit of happiness is one of our foundations here when they take that away bro how do we move forward i'm not saying we can't but how do we ra how do we rationalize this within our own self we tell us we're, we we got these certain rights but when those fuckers want to flip the switch and turn it off we don't that we can't have this bipolar kind of freedom we think we got we How need do civil disobedience, you know, and you, and you gentlemen have already put forth a few examples of it. People need to start digging in their heels and saying, no, I'm not going to comply with that rule. No, I'm not going to do this I, and, and stop me and also stop that person and that person. If you get everybody together, they can't arrest all of you. Yes. And we need that. We need civil disobedience. Yeah. I'm not advocating violence, but we need civil disobedience. Get out there. I haven't changed anything. You know, Pat, I've already told you this. I don't wear a mask uh, because um, I, I, I've already had and kicked COVID months ago i had it for four days and it was i was miserable and now i'm not scared of getting it from somebody else and right. i don't wear gloves i just wash my hands i stay clean i go out where i want to go i do what i want to do i'll respect everybody else's you know they're all flinching away i'm not going to pursue them but uh very little has changed about the way i'm living my life right now and i and i intend on keeping it that way well and a lot of people who and pat has said it many times and a lot of people have had said they've had this Almost the wicked genius among the many things they've done is coinciding this with the normal flu season. So do you think what you had may have just been flu or it, it does appear to have been. I mean, in my case, it, it would have been a mild. I, I expect it was a mild version of covid because I had a, a horrible dry cough. Very, very dry. And, very, and, and I was coughing myself awake every 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, my throat was closing up and, and it was bleeding a little bit. And so it was a miserable four days, and I, and I was sick. That was that was my main symptom. I've got some friends who who had worse symptoms, and I sympathize with them, but they're all recovering. But uh, you know, it, they they made and that you brought up a, a good point though is that they've made this such a vague thing where there are so many symptoms of other things that could be COVID. So if you sneeze or you cough or you have a little bit of a, a chill or a fever, well, that might be COVID. So and that's what they're doing in hospitals. People are presenting with these XYZ symptoms and they're saying, oh, without even tests, boom, COVID, and treat them yep. thusly. Eyeball diagnosis. You know, you yeah, look there you go. Brilliant. 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 So, so here's what we're doing this coming Saturday. I just want to let everybody know now. We're making the announcement now. Um, this Saturday at the Bettendorf Bandshell in Bettendorf, Iowa, Bettendorf Bandshell on 23rd Avenue in Bettendorf, um, we are doing what's called the Last Supper of Freedom. And I want everybody to bring a, a table with folding legs, their lawn chairs, to eat. And everybody's going to set up tables in the park. And look, if you want to practice social distancing, by all means do it. But we are going to have a massive meal at the park, and uh, I 
think I can talk the mayor into being there. Um, I, I think I can get him there. It seems like a, a free a freedom believer, uh, Bobby Gallagher. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do the announcement now. I'm pulling the trigger, and uh, we're doing the last the last supper of freedom. And I want anybody who wants to be there. We don't want the elderly who are potentially going to get sick. Uh, we don't really young kids who potentially could get sick, but we want anybody who's healthy to bring a table bring your lawn chairs and we're going to set up as many tables as we can. And we're going to sit there and we're going to have a meal and uh, we're going to announce that for uh, basically it's, it's noon on Saturday uh, at the park on 23rd Avenue at the band show. And we're just going to do it. 23rd street. It's 23rd street. And what's the date you say? Corrected me. This coming Saturday. So that's going to be, I don't even know. It's before our governor is releasing us on May 15th. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I wish I could go down there for it, but I'm not allowed to cross the freaking border, which makes Yeah, well, we'd love to have you, Paul. So Saturday will be May the 2nd, ladies and gentlemen, the day after May Day. May 2nd. May 2nd. The day after the communist uh, <laughs> holiday, right? Yes, sir. We're announcing freedom the day after the communist holiday. So here's what I want. to Hopefully, Jeff can be there. I can get the sound system. We can do a live show. Um, from the band shell, and we're we're gonna rock it. And you know what? Um, hopefully, the police will show up so they they can hear the message of freedom. Also, to quote William Wallace, "What would you do without freedom?" <laughs> yeah, we're Watch gonna that. rock, it, buddy. We're gonna rock it. So, Paul, tell us. Uh, maybe maybe you can talk the folks in Vancouver into doing the same thing. We want this to spread. I'll have a word with a few people because there have definitely been rumblings of dissent, especially. Uh, you know, so, do, so do so do the Last Supper of Freedom in Vancouver, bro. Let me talk to a few people. That's an interesting idea. If yeah, you can do, do it, do it. Do it, it and I, I have a feeling once I announce it on Facebook and and Twitter that uh, a lot of people are going to get on board, bro. That's uh, a good idea. I remember the uh, Brian Rose, who's the host of London Real, who's another champion of free speech, who's being uh, attacked from all sides right yeah, now. Oh yeah. I remember when he started London Real and, and uh, kind of cast the message out there, and then uh, other cities started doing their own version of Real as well. So this yeah. is a this is an equally important platform and message. So I'd love uh, to get that guy on the show. Uh, you know what? You, you're very like-minded people, so I'd love to see you get him. Yeah, like you said, he's getting a lot of heat, man. That interview he did with David Icke recently, just I mean, they, it New was huge, up. and they took it down. And now he's he's uh, he's doubling down. He's having Ike back on, I believe, on May second or third. Beautiful. That's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be huge. I mean, he's he's uh, he's battening down the hatches, and he set up uh, LondonReal.com to accommodate what he expects to be an absolute unbelievable tidal wave of demand. Yeah. To see it because the the previous Ike interview before it was taken down, and it's still up on LondonReal.com. Yes. But, like, yes. Banned off ten or twelve platforms. Yes. <laughs> use or something so the ike three uh ike brian rose three is going to be huge we had him on uh last year uh and we, we've been following him forever and it was really really cool to get him on and pick his brain a little bit i've actually been reaching out to him and try to get him like back on because the guy's literally probably exhausted from taking victory laps because he's been talking about this for freaking you know two three decades seriously but uh yeah man again you know with pat i'm, I'm definitely pat i would Love to be there. I'm going to do my best to be there. But if not, whatever. These are the kind well, of gestures. We'll figure it out. We we'll, will. We'll we will. Fund, but my, we'll my fund your trip up here. My How's point that? is, we need to make sure that these kind of 
civil disobedience, nonviolent civil disobedience pushback has to happen because the only yeah. way any of this persists is if we continue to participate in it. And we're not doing it recklessly. The numbers just don't make sense, guys. It just doesn't make right. sense. We all know this by now. And they've almost, to the point where they have to inflate their numbers. So, again, we're not Do we're not, not participate. Do not participate. Well, and, and, and then the thing we're talking about next weekend, don't bring people who might be more susceptible, older people, children, et cetera. We got to be smart about this because I definitely don't want them putting on us. Oh, you oh, guys. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to put it. Well, because in somebody. Georgia, oh, they right. already opened up some stuff and they're like, oh, my God, 700 new cases just after they open up, which is, of you know, course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that would be super dope, dude, if we can make that happen and people could come because. Well, that's what needs to happen. We're, we're making it happen, Jeff. Not so, I know, but happen. globally, nationally, this needs to happen because, again, this can only participate or go down if we participate in it. Hey, um, what can uh, what can we uh, where can we track down some of your social networking stuff or find you or what you're up to? Um, I'm on uh, Twitter at Mauler MMA, and uh, on I should really have a personal Instagram account because I kind of blended it in with my book series when we were bouncers. So uh, on, See, Instagram, we didn't even I'm get to that famous bouncer. I wanted to get yes, to that. When we were bouncers, is great, a great compilation of stories. All of them are hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure, Pat. Between you two, you had some pretty interesting stories. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I, I'm particularly fond of Pat's stories. They, uh, they, there's a. I learned this when I moved down to uh, the Midwest in uh, in the late '90s to train with Iron Bear, Gary Myers, and Jason Godsey, and yeah. Uh, that uh, Midwesterners have their own particular brand of savage violence, and it's a lot of fun. To, <laughs> not fun to be uh, not fun to be in the middle of sometimes, but it's fun to hear stories about. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, we're psychopaths, bro. We're psychopaths. <laughs> we we definitely. But you know what, Paul, you are a, a tough, tough ass Canucker man, and I love you. And and uh, dude, thank you for for taking the time and jumping on with us. Oh, thanks very much for having me on, man. You guys are doing very important work, and and it's an absolute pleasure. Awesome, brother. Without a shadow of a doubt, man. I definitely appreciate it. And like, again, we got a part two on this, bro, because we didn't talk about MMA, pro wrestling. That's... Yeah, you got to do the pro wrestling stuff with him, dude. He's good, man. He's yeah. Well, let me, man, let pro me... wrestler, fighter, all that. Before I let you slide, where, what, what professional wrestling are you into? When did the bug bite you? What, what era, what territory, if you will? I have two favorite styles of wrestling. Uh, one is Japanese shoot fighting, gotcha. um, which is, you know, I, I fought in Pancrase, which was actually real fights for the, the yeah. except for the occasional work. But, you know, there are groups like UWFI and rings where they were, they were predetermined endings, but they still looked like real fights and they were stiff as hell. And I just, I love all that Japanese shoot style. But what got me into it in the first place was mid 1980s NWA, Ric Flair, Barry My dude. That down and dirty Southern <laughs> wrestling, I just love that. I still Jim watch Crocker all. promotions, baby. Jim Crocker promotions. Talk to That's me, Goose. Best. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to go do a deep dive on that, man. Because like you know, we'll we'll get you back, obviously, and chop it up. You know what I mean? Love to meet you sometime, and uh, you know, chop it up. But yeah, man, I definitely appreciate your time and appreciate your insight up there in Canada. That is interesting to kind of compare the notes on what's going on here and what's going on up there, but. Um, Again, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this is a war on every fucking single one of us. Man, woman, child, red, black, white, Republican, Democrat, socialist, Muslim, yeah. whatever, there, Christian. There, there are no more lines, man. People their lines are of the government drawn and media drawn lines and become citizens against what's happening. 
without a doubt. Human beings first. All right, my man. Thank you so much, champ. Love you, brother. Tomorrow, we got a nice episode with Billy Carson coming up. Going to be good to get him back on. And then, obviously, more to come. Peace. So much love, you guys. Stay tuned. There'll always be more.